praise. Give Jesus some praise. You know, God's still working right now, even as we stand here. You know, I'm, I want you to do business with Jesus tonight. That's the most important thing to me than preaching, than singing. If Jesus touched your heart just then, just while you were singing that song, and say, you know, preacher, I just need to give Jesus my heart. If that, I'm going to do that right now. Is anybody in here tonight saying, I want to give him my heart right now. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. Anybody, before we go any further, because I feel like God's speaking right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. Anybody else that will say, Jesus, I want you to have my heart, my whole heart tonight. From Anybody? Amen. Where, where God's presence is, there's freedom. Where his presence is, there's freedom. To receive his spirit, to receive his love, to receive his grace in your life. Amen. And you don't have to go any further because you're in his presence right now. As soon as you raised your hand, just like we talked about this morning, as soon as you said Jesus, as soon as you sang his name and praised him, I never know what God's going to do. <laughs> I just want to be available, you know. I want to be available for what God wants to do. I don't want to be in the way of nothing. And I saw that cry go up. When he laid his face on this altar over here, I knew God was dealing with the young man. Amen. And then, Pastor, you can talk with him after a while and, and help him understand. Amen. Anybody else tonight, before we go any further, I mean, we're not here to embarrass nobody. We want to love on you, don't we, church? I said, don't we, church? Somebody, woo, glory. We want to love on you tonight. And we don't want you to leave here without Christ in your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll try not to be too long-winded tonight. I know we got bad weather out there, but I know someone who can. Amen. I know someone who can. Amen. Somebody getting a hold of it here. We're going to have some cheerleaders here before this is over with. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, we're going to be in the book of Isaiah. One of my favorite books of the whole Bible. Amen. Chapter 9. Is everybody okay? You ready? 
Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. Mm. Verse number 12. The Syrians before and the Philistines behind. And they shall devour Israel with an open mouth. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Verse number 17. Therefore, I like that word, therefore. What's it there for? It means go back and read the verse ahead of it, but we're not going to do that tonight. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Lord will have no joy in their young men and have no mercy on the fatherless and widows, for everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. We deal with a lot with that, don't we, folks? Amen? Folly, bad, bad talking about one another, gossip, so forth. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Amen? Verse number 21, Manasseh shall devour Ephraim, and Ephraim and Manasseh, together they shall be against Judah. They always won't be against Judah. Amen? Don't they? As you read these stories in the Bible, they always want to be against Judah. Judah is the, is the tribe with the musicians in it. That's the ones that went out before the army. And that's the one that they wanted to knock down because they didn't want to hear that music. Y'all catch that one in a minute. But they were the ones going out proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming God. They're, they're the ones out before the army gets there. And they're already hearing, Praise the Lord for our, His mercy endures forever. Amen. And they're proclaiming that as they're marching across there. But for all this, His anger is not turned away. But His hand is stretched out still. Amen. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this one already tonight. Gave his heart. Crying out to you. Surrendered. Realizing he was lost and undone without you. And Father, we thank you for that. Bless that young man. May he grow. Father, in your word, may he grow so much in you. From this day forward, Father, Lord, let you be the light inside of him. Bind the enemy from him right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the other hearts you've already touched tonight. And we ask you, Lord, right now to bless this service. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight briefly. Seven words of mercy tonight. Seven words of mercy. But his hand is stretched out still. Amen. The first word, but, I'm not going to elaborate on that one a whole bunch. But I know one thing. But God. If it was not for God, I wouldn't be here. I was walking down the wrong road, and I was doing things I shouldn't have done, but God showed up. I was doing stuff and running as far and as fast as I could from God all my life. But God stepped in, closed the door, and he said, no, that's not what I called you to do. I called you to preach at 18 years old, and you ran. Well, then now it's, it's time. Amen. That's what he told me. Amen. And when I, when I finally said, okay, okay, amen, he took all of my desire to sing, to, to write, to 
to play music whatsoever. He pulled me out of country music. I was sitting at a table with five major record labels getting ready to sign the big contract and be the next Garth Brooks. That was my goal, or George Strait. My, my dream was to travel with George Strait. And I got real close. I was, matter of fact, his manager was the last one sitting at the table. And he said, boy, you mean to tell me somebody as good as you are don't have financial backing? And I said, no, sir, I don't. All the time I had a check in my pocket that a lady had that, was, that financially backed me. And she said, this is my life savings. It's yours to do with whatever you want. I had no peace about it. But sitting there with him, I realized that I'm, this might be my chance to get to sing with George Strait. So I went to reach in my pocket to pull that check out. And it just did this number. It wouldn't come out of my pocket. And so as I was sitting there, and I, I said, well, you know, I don't have it. I don't have $300,000. And he said, well, when you get it, call me. Well, I didn't get his phone number. You know, that's real smart business, right? I was upset because I then lost my chance. Well, I get back to the hotel room, and Miss Lanita, I, I, she said, well, did you open the check? And I said, no, here. It came right out of my pocket. I handed it, and went to hand it to her, and she said, I mean, she's like my mom, okay? I, I mean, I call her mom when I call her. And she's fixing to turn 80 years old. I just saw her last week or a couple weeks ago. And uh, so anyways, uh, she uh, said, I want you to open that envelope. I said, no, ma'am, I don't need to. She said, you heard what I said. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so uh, I opened up the envelope, and it was a $300,000 check. But there's no telling where I'd be right now. If I had taken that road, yeah, I might would have made the big time. I might would have been touring. I, they don't, I don't know. But guess what? I've been all over the world since then. Come, come on. Only God can do something. I've been all over Europe. I had a number one song in Germany on country radio with a gospel song. Come on. Amen. Only God can do something. I didn't release one to radio. It just got there. Uh, uh, come on. A German DJ bought one of my CDs, and he started playing it. And it was the number one song for six weeks on country radio. And he sent me an email. And he says, he says hey, uh, I just want you to know you got a number one song on radio. I said, really? On country radio? He says, yeah. And I said, wow. And he said, I said, where are you at? And it's just, just south or just kind of east, I think. Uh, uh, no. It's, 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 it's well, you, it, you take a right. You're going, uh, <laughs> anyway. You're going down the Autobahn, you know, in Germany. And, and I, I, I wasn't driving, so I don't know which direction we were going. But it was, it was south of Berlin. We was going to the Czech Republic formerly Czechoslovakia. And I told him we were coming through there next week. He says, no way. I said, yeah, we're coming through. He said, he said could y'all stop? 
I said, sure, we could stop. And, and so as we drove by, we stopped in the town there, and the whole town was out there. Amen? And it was just amazing to see what, what God can do. Amen? So I've been, I've been all over the world since then, since that time, and I don't regret it. Amen? I don't regret it because I don't think I'd be at Soda Baptist Church. Amen? <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> There's no telling where. 1 Corinthians 10 says, Temptation is about to overtake me, but God, who is faithful. Amen? Second word, His. I'm glad it's His hand and not mine. Amen? His hand is never closed. His hand is always open to you. Amen? If you look at God's word, it says no one can take you out of my hand, but it's not closed, amen? But it's still open, but no one can take you out of his hand. Whew. Am I? Somebody ought to be getting excited right about now. Hallelujah, amen? I get excited about it. Hand means strength. Anytime I need a hand, anytime I need help, anytime I need Jesus, all I have to do is say, what? Jesus. Somebody? Okay, now say it like you mean it. You see, the more you say that, the more power comes. His hand is his hand means strength in the Hebrew. Is his hand is always there whenever I need him. Second Corinthians four. With his redeeming hand we are reconciled. Amen? Anybody with me tonight? I'm trying to get through this pretty quick, y'all. I'm going to hang out on this next one. Stretched. Has several meanings in the Hebrew. Like 30 different definitions. I wrote down half of them. Just kidding. I wrote down a few of them. What does it mean? I'm glad you asked. I heard you. Well, y'all got to loosen up a little bit tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Stretched. It means to spread oneself out. It means to lie down. Wait a minute. Just think about that one for a minute. Stretched. To spread oneself out. What did Jesus do? He spread himself out. They laid him on the ground on, on the cross to put his body on the cross. It means to lie down. John 10 talks about the good shepherd. The shepherd, which is what the scripture where he's talking about my sheep know my voice. I was 15 years old when I gave my heart to Jesus. And it was like I walked out on air when I stepped out there. Because the preacher said, my sheep hear my voice. I said, whose voice? And he said, well, young man, it's, it's Jesus. He's the shepherd. Well, what's a shepherd do? 
Well, I'm glad you asked that. The shepherd lays down his life. Amen? What did Jesus do? He laid his life down. He lied, he, it means to lie down. He, he laid down on the cross, okay? But in John 10, it talks about the shepherd laid down across the opening from where the sheep was in the, they, they put them up every night. They had a big high wall so the critters couldn't get in. And they had a wall about yay high out here, but they had an opening about this wide. And Jesus would lay down, or the shepherd would lay down across that opening. That's what Jesus did for us. He laid down across that opening between here and heaven and made a bridge, amen, for us. He said, I am the door. Come on. Somebody will be catching hold of it in a minute. And so he laid down his life. That's what the shepherd did. He laid down across the opening so the critters couldn't get in. They had to come through him first. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? It means to turn. It means to lie stretched out. Wow. And when they put him on the cross, they nailed him on one side. And he couldn't reach the other side. So they stretched him. Split him here. Pulled his shoulders out of the sockets for it to reach. And he endured all that for us. It means to turn, incline, influence. What does that mean? What happens when you give your heart to Jesus? You turn. You turn around. Amen? You don't keep going the same way you was going. You don't keep walking the same. You turn and you go back and you get out of there. Right? Incline. We talked about a little bit about that this morning. He inclines his ear to us when, we, when he hears us say, Jesus, help. It's the same thing that when, when Jesus is trying to talk to us, we incline our ear to heaven. Amen? And we hearken and we listen and we, we're like hoping that Jesus is speaking. Right? Are you with me? Influence. <laughs> what does that mean? Influence. That means you're the thermostat wherever you go. Whether it's hot, whether it's cold, amen, whether it's raining, it don't matter. You're the thermostat. You're the light. You become the influence of the room when you walk in, if you have Jesus like you do now. You become the influence of the room. People are going to look at you and say, there's something different about Wiley. Did I say that right? Hallelujah. You become the influence. It means to hold out, extend. Just like he did to Peter. When Peter was, when they were, the disciples were in the boat. And when they, when they was out there and just, just beating them up, plumb to death. And all of a sudden they look out across there and they see Jesus. And they say, Master! And they're screaming at the top of their voice. It sounds like out where he was, it sounded like they were whispering. 
You know how I know that? Because just a few years ago, my dad passed away. And that night, Jesus came to me in a dream. And I'm laying there in the bed, and I'm crying. I'm excited for my dad, but I'm, I'm, he's not here anymore. My dad was a good man. He died while he was fishing, doing his favorite thing in the world. He fell in the water and had a heart attack. And so I'm, I was preaching revival down in Houston, and I had to, and I was on the last night. It got extended two days, and I was on the last night. And uh, my pastor comes walking in the back door, and he says, boy, come here, I need to talk to you. I said, oh, pastor got a word for me, you know. He said, yeah, I got a word, son. And he said, sit down over here. And he told me, your daddy passed. I said, my daddy? I just talked to him on the phone. He said, he said yeah, your dad passed away just a little while ago. And so, anyways... So Jesus came to me in the, in the dream, and, and I'm looking, and I'm standing on the water. And I looked over here to my right, and Jesus is standing there. And I kept hearing this, Master, Master, Master. And I kept hearing that call, and I looked around, and I saw the boat over there. And it's not far from here to the back, back in where my table is back there. It's, I mean, it's way back. I mean, it sounded like the, it was way off. And Jesus is standing right there next to me, and I'm going like, ooh, I'm standing on the water. And he said, Master, if it's you, bid me come. And, and Jesus says, well, come on in. That's not what he said. <laughs> But what he did say was, he put his hand up like this right here, and he went, come. About that loud. Come. And I went, I barely heard it, and I'm standing next to him. And, amen, when Jesus speaks, amen, it could be as loud as it needs to be where you're standing, amen. When he's speaking to you, he's saying, come. 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 Amen. Ye who are heavy laden, broken hearted. So Peter steps out of the boat, and I'm watching this. And the waves are, and he's looking around at the waves. All of a sudden, he starts sinking. He gets about halfway to us, and I look over at Jesus and and about that time, he got about this deep in the water, and he hollered, stuck his hand up, and he said, Lord, help. <laughs> the shortest prayer in the Bible, amen? Lord, help. And, it's, and the word says, immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately, Jesus was right there. Come here, John. Just sit down there. And he was in the water. And Jesus stuck his hand out. He said, immediately, take my hand. And immediately, and he pulled him up out of the water. Amen. 
and he put him under his arm. And, he, and in the next step, we all took and we stepped into the boat. Amen? Y'all give him a hand. Amen? He took him and we stepped into the boat. Except I looked around and I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't the boat in the, what I was looking at. It's my dad's boat. We're at Toledo Bend. Where my dad's boat was parked. Where he fell in the water. And Jesus is up there in the front. And he's, he looks at me and he points to the water. And it, I, I looked around the boat and there was my daddy in the water. And Jesus reached his hand down to my daddy, pulled him up out of the water and he put him under his arm. He looked at me and he said, he's with me now. Amen. I already knew that. But he assured that to me that day. That my daddy was sinking in the water and he reached his hand down and picked him up. I don't know where you are tonight. I don't know what you've been dealing with, what you've been facing. This young man done got rid of it tonight. He done asked Jesus to forgive him. Amen. There may be another one here tonight. The thing about Jesus is his hand is stretched out still. It's right here, right now. He's a right now God. He's a right now Savior. He's right now in your life in the midst of your storm. Right now, that's my Jesus reaching his hand out to you still tonight. That means today, right now. Amen? That's my Jesus. Where are you at tonight? That's the question I want to ask. I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to ask Pastor if he'll come. Maybe you need to do business with Jesus tonight. Maybe you need to take care of something that you've been dealing with. Don't deal with it all week anymore. Come down here and lay it on the altar and leave it there. Amen? When you give your heart to Jesus, say, God, I want that junk out of my life. I don't need that stuff anymore. I don't need that stuff that's holding me down, holding me back, keeping me down, keeping me uh, beat down all the time. I don't need that stuff. I needed to get rid of it tonight. And Jesus, I want you to have it. Amen? I want you to have me first, but I want you to have my stuff. He says, I'll forget it as far as the east is to the west. He'll never, he'll never remember it because it's forgotten. Right. Amen? It's just like he threw it off over yonder in the lake over yonder. Amen? Which is right down the road. Y'all catch that in a minute. So where are you at tonight? Do you know Jesus that you know, that you know, that you know? I'm going to ask this every service I do. Do you know that you know, that you know? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Because if you don't know him, you're missing out. 
It's the greatest thing. It's the greatest decision. It's the greatest choice you'll ever make in your life. Is receiving Him as your Savior. Oh, that's just a bunch of hogwash. Well, guess what? It's not a bunch of hogwash. It'll rock your world. Amen? I'm talking about my Jesus will rock your world. Amen? He said he'll put your feet up on a rock. Glory to God. And when you put your feet up on a rock, you ain't going to be sinking no more. Ooh, I'm about to get fired up. I better shut down. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm talking about my Jesus. So don't leave here without him tonight. Repent. Repent is John. Repent. Repent. And, and say, you know what? That means to turn around, by the way, and repent and give your heart over to Jesus and leave here on fire, fired up, wired up, inspired up for Jesus. Amen? That's what it's all about. Glory to God. I better shut up. Do you know that you know that you know? That's the question I ask. 